0: Hey, you ever listen to stock radio? Ever listen to
1: stock radio on Weed? I'm your host, Eric Butts. Welcome and my co-host, Stace.
2: What's up, everybody? I'm good back.
1: Glad to have you here, Stace. We had a little bit of fallout with some co-host at the uh, end of the night. So glad to see just me and my beautiful co-host, the hottest woman who's ever been in Potstock Radio Studios.
3: Oh, a man after my own
1: heart. <laughs> yeah. So welcome, Stace. Thanks for being here with me tonight. We've got an awesome show. Two pretty cool guests, both named Nick, uh, doing different things in the cannabis space. First, we've got Nick Brusator, previous guest on Potstock Radio, cultivation and growing expert. No, I really don't think I've talked to anyone who knows more about actual growth of not just cannabis, but any vegetation more than Nick Brusator.
4: Okay, so yeah. he really
1: is like an expert, and his understanding of vertical growing, which is what we're going to talk a lot about. So, Nick and Athenor growers believe in taking a 150 square foot place, uh, space, let's call it, and then being able to build a 24 foot high, 24 foot wide growing machine that just has arms that stick out of it that allow the amount of growth to happen in 125 square 150 square feet that would never happen without vertical growing so i do get what he's trying to do interesting interesting as hell and i look at it with strawberries and lettuce and basil and i just go i, I know they're doing it now for what's legal but this just makes so much more sense for cannabis than it does basil or lettuce which- or as much sense Well, let's think about it. The cost involved in a vertical grow has got to be pretty damn expensive. Well, when at the end what you're getting is lettuce, what are you really getting revenue-wise for a head of lettuce where that same plant is a cannabis plant that can grow five times in a year? There's ridiculous revenue there if they figure it out and really take advantage of the market. So we've got Nick Brusator first. And then I, I'm going to do my best not to butcher his name now. And when he comes on, and it's Nick Toberway, and he's the COO and president of Earth Science Tech. Uh, Earth Science Tech. Uh, symbol on the OTC is E-T-S-T, And we're going to talk to him about how they're really trying to take over the CBD market, as a lot of companies are. But they've got some pretty cool competitive advantages that I want to understand. Uh, so definitely looking forward to talking to Nick second. So starting out with Nick Brusator, ending the show with Nick Tobberway. But before we do that, let's remind everybody we are brought to you by MagicalButter.com. And if you haven't tried the Magical Butter 2.0 machine or if you've tried the regular Magic Butter but haven't realized that there's a better version 2.0 out there, you need to go to MagicalButter.com and check out Magical Butter 2.0. Because not only can you take any flour and turn it into oil, turn it into butter, you can also turn it into tincture, you can make Rick Simpson oil out of... uh, Lettuce, if you wanted to. <laughs> lavender. You can make <laughs> lavender Rick Simpson oil if you chose to. But really, any flour product you can extract through Magical Butter 2.0. And I've been using it for years before they were even a sponsor of our show.
3: That's the clients I have in my kitchen. It
1: really is. Like, if you make me choose between my stove, my microwave, and my magical butter machine, I'm figuring out how I can cook with either the stove and the microwave. Because just, the magical butter machine is not going anywhere.
3: More cleanly to use, it's easier to use than doing everything the other way. It's simple. Yeah, you, you throw, throw it, everything in one. Hit a button. Yeah.
1: Boom, done.
3: You hear some noise, some lights go. That's on. what I was gonna say. As, <laughs>
1: as we know, the only thing you got to remember is it's like a two to four hour process. That you're gonna forget you hit the start button, and then 15 minutes later you're gonna be watching TV, and the machine's gonna start yelling, and it's <laughs> gonna scare the, the shit yeah. out of you three or four times each time you make it. But I guarantee you, if you try it once, you'll never go another way of turning flour into product. And uh, check them out, MagicalButter.com, and don't forget to use the promo code POTSTOCK. That's one word, POTSTOCK, and you will get $30 off your order with MagicalButter.com. I also want to remind everybody who's following us on social media, we've been Pretty, we, we've set ourselves up on Twitter. That's where the show was born. Was on Twitter. So as always, you can check us out either at Potstock Radio on Twitter or me at PotStockEric. Eric. But really, trying to move into Facebook and want to remind everybody, we've got 3,500 people in our group, Potstock Radio, but we're really trying to build the page, Potstock Radio NJ. So if you can go on Facebook, like us on Potstock Radio NJ, join the group Potstock Radio, and we'll just keep you in the loop as to what's going on, not just with the show, but cannabis industry in general. So Stace, we got our guests coming on in a couple of minutes. And before we do that, we got a couple of minutes to kill. So uh, by the way, I want to thank Stacey because if you've been following us on Facebook and Twitter, you've been seeing that we're now posting almost daily. We went from Twitter, we post when something's important. Facebook, we barely ever posted. And now, we're putting out daily posts on Facebook and Twitter. And I got to thank Stacy because Stacy is really a lot of the uh, creative side behind our post going out.
3: Uh you're doing the work. I'm just posting it.
1: Well, yeah, but still, you're you're finding the gifts. You know, you're 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 yeah. putting the content out there. <laughs> so all I can say is the reason that there wasn't daily posting was because I didn't have a space, and having you on the potstock radio team has been a huge help. And I want to thank you greatly for what you've been doing with building our social media. We've got, you know, our show, we get a ton of listens, right? We get 12 to 15,000 listens a month, but our social media because we haven't had the time to keep it active has suffered and you've been helping it. So I want to thank you there.
3: Continual time and effort is what it takes with social media. Yep.
1: Yep and just realizing you're planting seeds and some of them are going to grow and some of them aren't, but I've been following you and and looking at all your posts and love what you've been doing with what I say.
3: Cool. I hope everybody else is liking it. Me too. (laughs) Well, we
1: keep reaching more and more people. So that's the most important thing is little by little, we reach more and more people, let them know, Hey, if you want to learn about money and cannabis, this is the show to learn from. There you go. All right, so we've got Nick Bruce Sator coming on in a couple of minutes. Uh, want, before we get them uh, both guests on, let's remind everybody, Potstock Radio is for informational purposes only. Nothing said on our broadcast is a recommendation to buy or sell any security. We don't recommend the use of any substance that's illegal in the state you live in. We just want to help you with due diligence. Give you some information that you can make better decisions with. But remember, at the end of the day, that's all we are is information. You hit buy or sell. Nobody else does. You hit buy or sell. We're just a part of your due diligence. So don't be a douche. Do your homework and just listen to us for a little bit of help. All right. So I got to remind Nick Bruce, at sort of because we are at 808. I sent him a little email just reminding him to call in. So while we're waiting for Nick to call in. I
3: actually saw something hmm. when I was looking around the internet that I thought okay. was really interesting and couldn't believe that it hasn't been around yet so far, was that there is now a degree that you can get for marijuana okay. in a small college. Um, but is it like a bachelor's degree? I don't know what type of degree it is. It doesn't say. It's just that there is a degree program for it. And it, it's there's... at a Midwestern college okay. in Lansing, Michigan.
1: Good state for it to be in. Uh, pause that. Sorry. That's all right.
3: get out of that.
1: So, interesting.
3: Yeah. I mean, I knew it was going to happen. I know there's classes that you can take. For botany you Well know, there's
1: there's been a company called Oaksterdam out there and Oaksterdam is the teachers of how to be in the cannabis space.
3: Right. But, but they're just a company kind of that is made up as a school, that's not yes, a real college. No, there, like so. you can't go to
1: Oaksterdam and go, Hey, I want to major in mathematics. It's like they only teach cannabis. So and hey, this is,
3: now that might be a benefit for that Oaksterdam in the future because they specifically just teach that you know that it might actually work out that that's better than a college degree who knows with this industry but it's uh it's coming into colleges so we'll see
1: yeah yeah you can't say there's no use for it if colleges are teaching you colleges don't teach you how to grow anything else except everything and now cannabis and oaksterdam from what i've heard if you get a degree from Oaksterdam, it's easier for you to get a job in the, in the cannabis industry. Right. Like if you go to – if you have a degree from Oaksterdam and you go out to Colorado, you're probably going to get a job. Yeah. So there is definitely some benefit to it. And, uh, and for sure. They had one in That's Atlantic City. They had one in Atlantic City, and they wanted me to do a live radio show from Oaksterdam. And at the time, we were talking to a company, The Vapor Group, and I already had an interview set up with the CEO of the company. So I didn't take advantage of a live show from Oaksterdam, which I really regret. I would have loved to have done that. Reach out. I have. Believe me, they haven't come back to Atlantic City as a problem. They have said, hey, we're out in, I think, Oakland or something like that. I'm like, no, I'm on the East Coast. You ever come back here? I'm in. So I love that there's – think about it this way when it really is an industry is when there's schooling and training to get into the industry correct so besides the government changing the s- s- federal scheduling colleges getting on board is pretty important it's a start it is a huge start
3: small community college in the midwest but at the start <laughs> do you know the name of the college by
1: any chance did you find that or did you
3: i was just trying yeah and it that's kept like playing kept hearing stuff in the background because i was trying to look the name of the college up but it was i know it was in lansing michigan like i couldn't i don't
1: know oh good google it you all have computers
2: yeah right don't ask us <laughs> google it
1: uh bear with me i'm just gonna ping nick brusador again And this is, by the way, our only guest who has intro music. I do like the guy. He's, I mean, he's a farmer. He's like an out there farmer.
3: Hey, maybe it's one of the, you know, how you have like those songs, what are they called? Your own <laughs> song that you
1: like walk around
3: and do stuff to, like your theme song. The theme song? It is. I mean. Maybe it's a theme song. Song. maybe it gets in
1: gallons about wall Street so this is this is the second time Nick's been on, maybe the third time Nick's been on, but every time he has his own different intro song, so I mean listen, since we're waiting from now now here's the deal. he was supposed to call in at eight ten it's eight twelve he hasn't called in so now I'm going to play his intro song, and then when he comes on he's just on he's not getting his intro song again <laughs> so this is Nick brusitor's. Intro for his Wall Street song. <laughs> further excuse, you heard his intro song, now you get from him directly, let's add Nick tour to the call, how are you tonight Nick? Hey, how are you
0: guys doing? I'm well, thank Very you. Very good, how about you? Hey
3: Nick, how are
1: you? I'm well, thank
0: you, I'm, I'm good, good. I'm, Sorry am uh, the about, uh, oh that's okay, that's my, uh, I probably wasn't listening, I have too many things going on.
1: You got a lot of uh, lot of uh, things going on at one time, so don't blame you for uh, not knowing that you were calling us, we weren't calling you, glad it all worked out, by the way, thank you for sending me an intro song, because it let me play your intro song while I went and called you on the cell phone to go, hey Nick, come on and call in, so worked <laughs> out perfect. Oh yeah, well that's, uh, that was, uh, you
2: know,
0: a long time ago, I, I uh, did a lot of uh, work with uh, a lot of different people, and uh, you know, you, you come up with these these funny lyrics and stuff. And I met these this you know with some of the guys in that band, Joe Walk, Frank Baker, Dave Hope, and Dean Kruger. I mean, I'm very lucky to be playing with those guys. You can hear the music. Uh, I'm not what really are you a music playing? guy, and uh, I'm the what singer actually. There. Uh,
1: All right. Yeah,
0: I play I play I play piano, and uh, I write with these guys. And they're a uh, pretty phenomenal group of professionals. To you know, be on stage with, let alone, you know, when we're in the room, we have a very strong governance and diligence uh, with the production and things, the way we work together, but just a great bunch of guys. I recommend them for, you know, for us to go play some of these big marijuana conferences. We would definitely have fun.
1: (laughs) Good idea. There is no like band that plays at them. So why not have it be someone who's going to speak and then also hold a guitar and play the piano and sing too. So,
0: Oh yeah, no no, it's all for fun. We're we're having a great time. We're also my the guys are very strongly you know we're all very focused on the vertical farming thing, you know they're they're philanthropic type people that believe in uh, water conservation and clean food and proper production methods that aren't disruptive or disru- or destructive to our environment. So we're uh, you know we're that band, and I'm hoping that everywhere I build a facility, we're going to throw a big rock concert and have big bands and our band will play and we'll probably back up bands. And maybe one day we become the main event, but for now, we're pretty happy with just being able to stand on stage with some of these bigger, um, bigger players, uh, and, and tout the vertical farming and, and show everybody, you know, look what we got and we want to put on a show and entertain you and, and bring forth some power of some bigger celebrity power and some stuff as we build these facilities and, I, you know, I kind of have a really cool format that I want to do for launching them. Um, starting with Abbotsford here, uh, which we're just waiting for, uh, the poly order confirmation. And, um, we should have this facility, uh, buttoned up pretty quick. Um, the, uh, I know you guys want to talk about marijuana though, because this is pot stock radio and, uh, yeah,
4: uh,
0: yeah, yeah. you know, we have a lot of, uh, Afenor shareholders and, uh, a lot of uh, marijuana players, um, you know, that uh, I highly respect. Uh, despite some of my comments, they seem snide and and uh, uh, a little bit sort of destructive, but not really. What I'm just trying to do is, I just want people to understand one thing: when you look at this market from an agricultural perspective, and the water consumption, and the yes, the medical benefits, but yet the medical disbenefits from smoking pot. Um, as I've matured in my career, I've, I, I uh, always believe that people should be allowed to use it, but let's face it. There's no real disclosure a hundred percent yet. We all know that there's medical benefits. Nobody would ever argue that. I don't think in today's day and age, uh, nor would I, Just I've seen them with my own. Yeah. You know, with my own two eyes and, uh, I'm but what I'm most excited about is I'm excited about the the involvement of the industry now, and the industry is going to evolve as the market opens up when it becomes legal. Different governing laws uh, will prevail uh, they will uh, they will um, start to uh, interact with other laws around the world as as I've always said the tobacco industry that you know I'm associated with. Uh, we will be producing the marijuana the germplasm, in near the equator because it's a natural 12 on twelve off light cycle. Um, the air flow is the correct amount uh, we we can grow them right outside in the towers um, automated in six to eight weeks eight, eight weeks eight week cycles that will that will produce oh, just massive pounds, I'm figuring around $20 a pound is going to be what the import rate is in 100-pound bales federally. This is all based on federal. I'm talking –
1: right. um,
0: there's germplasm work to do um, – You know. sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, you're getting ahead of yourself because people are listening, going, "Wait, I don't really even know what I'm listening to yet." So let's let's start people with like some basics. So first, I want to remind everyone who's listening. You're listening to Nick Brussetor. He's the VP of Corporate Development for Afnor Growers and also the the designer of Vertical Designs. So uh, by the way. On exchanges, on the OTC, AFNOR Growers is R-S-S-F-F. On the Canadian Exchange, they're A-F-I. And first person I'm acknowledging, the Frankfurt Exchange, they're 1-A-F. And uh, what... Afenor Growers is really into is vertical growing. So taking, for instance, a hun- like the, the example I saw was pretty impressive, 150 square feet, and you build a 24-foot round by 24-foot high vertical growing system. Just give people an example of now that they have those dimensions, 24 by 24, explain to people what that could do with first strawberries, and then cannabis.
2: Sure. Um,
0: You know, it's just like myself to get ahead of myself, isn't it? (laughs) Okay. Um, Anyways, (laughs) I will uh, start with the strawberries. Okay. So you're correct on the towers. They're, they're 20 foot, 21 feet tall, roughly. There's 10 levels. They house 640 plants in total, 64 plants per level. Uh, They rotate very slowly or whatever speed we want for either production of cropping or trimming or just planting or removing or whatever. The rotational speed is adjustable on a servo drive, frequency drive. Um, So we have this, and we we also have it so that it's for mechanical pollination. Uh, As they rotate very slowly, we're able to sweep and move the pollen at every level to mechanically pollinate strawberries as you know, the bees are having an issue. Uh, and then, of course, we have, you know, these, 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 things, these machines, as they, they feed into the plants, they go down the arms, which are a one-degree taper, into the center drain, which drains straight down into the ground, underground, into the pipes, and bleeds into a tank where we recapture all the water. So, though we have lots of water here in British Columbia, and we have it in lots of parts of North America... Um, we kind of designed it for areas uh, where there is no water or there's a real issue with water and you can't let it evaporate. So you got to I'll clean it. it. Correct. Um, so uh, and then, then we have, um, you know, so we got the mechanical pollination. Uh, and now you've got, you know, let's say a, a, a place like California. It grows outdoors, spinaches, and it grows uh, in, well, that's mostly Yuma and Arizona, but right outdoors where they grow all year long. These towers could be on slabs of cement right outdoors on cement uh, pads that you could have 10 times per square foot f- for an outdoor field that's currently producing all year down in California, except you don't have the fumigation costs per acre, three to 10,000 per acre per year. You don't have the, uh, the issues with the bugs the same because you're not in the ground. You, you capture all of the water that you use, you recycle it, and if it does happen to rain, It rains on the plants, which, again, recaptures the water because it bleeds the water back through the thing underground down into the tanks. So they're right outdoors. They rotate so everybody gets the sunshine. They rotate for mechanical pollination if need be, um, if bees are an issue. Uh, And uh, the rotating for automation, for picking, for nobody's on their hands and knees anymore picking, uh, you know, uh, God bless the Mexican people that I've seen that pick strawberries in the field. You never seen anything like it. I've never seen hard the hardest working people on the planet. There you go for sure. Uh, And uh, you know, um, but the reality is, is this takes away a lot of the, um, the load of the strawberries for the ease of cropping, the automational ability, the zero water waste, the non pesticide needs, because you're no longer in the ground, though you're in soil and you're using sun. So you're still, certified organic except the soil is the only thing that goes indoors and is composted properly and re-bacterialized so that you don't you only have to feed them water and compost teas and that's how we grow and you might have seen on Twitter um, the picture that I grew I, I posted on Twitter that is hundred percent that would be certifiable organic though it's not it would be able because it was grown in soil it was grown in sunshine it's never been sprayed with anything And when you grow organically like this, whether it be strawberries or anything, you have less bugs. The reason being is, is the bugs, they go after all of those fertilizers and all of that usage of petroleum products and all of the stuff you pump these poor plants full of. That is, that gives off the secretance of the the smells and the things for the bugs to want to eat. We never had a problem with any bugs here, right outside in British Columbia, growing those plants outdoors. And, uh, and, um, it was uh, a very successful trial. The yield will be very, very high. Um, the quality will be good. But so th- this, this, this 10 times per square foot, this growing right outdoors is wonderful. This growing right indoors is achievable in greenhouses. Again, the automation and the, the ease of, 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 of changing crops, the, the speed in which you can package and get products into the cooler and get the the, uh, core temperatures down for, for, for longer shelf lives, um, uh, you know, for uh, there's just so many different advantages that, that come into play with what we're doing, um, you know, with food production, the cannabis and, side uh, of
1: things. And, sorry, yeah, go ahead. My, my, question, my question was on the food production side, because, don't get me wrong. Your technology looks incredible, but it looks incredibly expensive as well. So I'm going, I get why cannabis plants being able to produce that much more, you know, that many more times throughout the year is beneficial. How does that work out for lettuce?
0: Okay. So lettuce is a wonderful one. It's perfect when you're packaging lettuce. uh, um, Each one of those machines, when you, when you, the speed that they grow uh, each one of those machines on the average, whether you're growing lettuce or spinach or whatever it is on packaging, they produce roughly about $5,000 a month in revenue per 120 square feet. Okay. And at a, 30, at a 35% net, you're doing well. And that's with just food. And that's why I am sort of the antichrist of the weed markets because I just don't see what all the fuss is about growing this <laughs> silly plant, flower, I'm sorry. I know a lot of people are angry at me for being this I way. I actually
1: love but that. To be
0: honest, I, I'm so sorry, and I don't mean to be rude. I don't want to go or, or ah, hurt I these feelings. Listen, I'm looking forward to taking some of these amazing people from the Marijuana Growers uh, Association or whatever. You know, some of these guys are pretty smart people, but there's more for them to learn. There's a lot more things that they've been so focused on one plant and yet, yeah. I'm not focused on one plant. I'm focused on every plant. It's just a plant, Dagger. folks, and and that's it. You know,
1: that's what I like about you. Like, it, but at the same time, your family does have a deep history in cannabis prohibition. So, for people who haven't heard you before on Potstock Radio, give people a little bit of your background, your family history, and your background into prohibition.
0: Sure. Well, this actually, the reason why I'm quite hesitant and and we've been very apprehensive in the marijuana markets is my grandfather and my great-grandfather, my family used to own liquor stores in Alberta. And we were, that was back when it was medical alcohol in 19, uh, late 20s and early 30s. And they were stomping around the same idea uh, with with booze back then, uh, you know, and we were the Irish side of the family. And, you know, then all of a sudden it, Started to become closer to legal, and then the government, well, they went crown corporation, and it became very regulated and governed and taxed. Um, And you know, this is, well, I'm pretty familiar with what we we've done in the past and how it rolls out. And you know, the governing law, the underlying governing law. Um, for tobacco and pharma and alcohol and these types of things will prevail. And it's written like that back then for a reason. And it's sort of what the government can say what they want, but then they get to fall back on it. And uh, the governing uh, law will prevail um, as products roll forward, such as marijuana cigarettes. Okay. You got marijuana brownies, you got shatter, Jesus some of you brilliant people have come up with so much weird shit on this stuff that, that blows that. my mind. Okay, it's Like
1: it's not even weed. Okay? It's not even pot anymore. Like you fracked no. pot. <laughs>
0: it's, it, I don't know where the governance begins or where it ends. <laughs> so my big thing is the cigarettes because that is one area where I know for my country and perhaps yours, Brian, in the United States, I'm able to bring some strong governance and some proper deal-making federally that will allow for a country a very proud country that we're dealing with right now uh, that I'm looking forward to working with very closely for the food production um, and 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 I'm hoping that we will be allowed to produce the federal blueprinted germplasm for Canada cigarettes federal legal only when it's legal And it will be germplasm. It will be the same cigarette forever. You can depend on it, whether you like it or you don't like it or you hate it or you love it. It doesn't matter. It's going to be the same every time. And that's the blueprinting and the the way the tobacco industry is. When you have a cigarette, if that tobacco changes and the flavor is different, that's it. You can't just all of a sudden stuff that cigarette full of something different. There's a series of tests. There's some serious um, issues that come along with that for safety and for... For FDA and all kinds of things that that are going to take place here, but – go ahead.
1: And and real quick, are you talking about – because we talked about this last time you were on the show. We talked about Bill C-71. Is that what you're talking about when you're saying that the tobacco industry – okay, go ahead. Yeah,
0: you're going to find, if you look back in the 60s on Time Magazine and the tobacco industry, they've got all kinds of things grandfathered in there that'll, that'll start to prevail. When it goes full legal, they're going to want to enforce it. And I'll, and, I'll, and I'll tell you why. Because they're going to be making deals with countries that can produce the stuff for $20 a pound, bring it in in massive bales, roll it properly, and dignify it so that guys that don't want to be hunched over a bag of weed or don't want to go into the stores and pick out nuggets. And not everybody feels the same way as the pop culture, marijuana sector. Sure. Some of us just want to smoke some pot privately, like a cigarette and not look so, so look at me, I'm rolling a joint in front of a bunch of kids. That's my whole thing. I want to clean up the whole, everything about it so that, Everybody that can smoke pot or uses it or doesn't use it, it's all dignified. It's cleaned up. But here's the one it's, question I it, have
1: for you, Nick, because you sound like yeah. the most, uh, you know, just honest, putting it out there person. But you're saying this after you said what I kind of agree with—that the smoking of it is the problem.
0: Well, uh, here's the difference between the tobacco industry and what's going on now. I promise you, the tobacco industry will not sell a medical cigarette to smoke, okay? And I'm telling you right now, anybody who is selling a medical cigarette to smoke is opening yourself up for uh, lung deprivation and lung destruction lawsuits. Because I don't care what you smoke, you are damaging the lung hairs in your lungs, period. And all it's going to take is one person, I developed emphysema, and I've never smoked cigarettes in my life, but I bought all this weed for the last two years from somebody else. And, and bingo, there you go. Let us got investigation begin.
1: Where are those people? Like, wouldn't they already be out there going, hey, I have emphysema and I never smoked cigarettes? Because like, I, cause they might I be, agree though. with what you're saying. But then it makes me wonder, okay, like, wait.
0: Okay, go ahead. People that smoke cigarettes and weed their whole lives. How do you how do you give prejudice over either or?
1: So I don't, but my understanding. is... But people that have emphysema. Yeah, I was going to say. My point is,
0: you any cigarette company that's going to sell cigarettes will be selling them under full disclosure that they are going to kill you. They're going to rot your teeth. They're going to cause lung cancer. They're going to ruin your life if you buy these things. Yes. But I'll tell you what. You're not going to be a criminal using them. You're not going to have to hide around the corner. You're not going to have to. You don't have to hunch over a table to smoke one. You just pull it out of your pocket and smoke it. But You know the rules now. You've been informed of the health rules. Um, buying weed right now from anywhere uh, that isn't tissue uh, analyzed or, or you know have the reports done on it for what's in it. Um, you know, I, I, I you know, that's dangerous. Uh, considering some people think, well, I don't spray anything in it, but they didn't test their soil, and the plant's full of cadmium, you know, and this, this will make your bones go to crystal if you smoke that. So the, the bottom line is, is the tobacco industry, just for the world, cigarettes. I mean, never mind everybody. Nobody's threatening, and somebody, you know, made a comment on my Twitter that the cigarette industry is going to rule the – no, they're not. They are absolutely not. They're not going to rule anything. All they're going to rule and what they're going to bank on is whatever an inhaled smoked product may be. And then what they're going and whatever else they go on. Just, just to inform you, I mean, Philip Morris owns, they own craft foods. They own general foods. The cigarette industry is in your household, whether you like it or not. How's that? (laughs) So, so the reality is, is they're diversifying. Okay. They understand that the cigarettes kill people but they are diversifying. They are trying to bring a federally regulated product that you can count on when kids get somebody to bootleg them a pack of marijuana cigarettes. It's not laced with anything. It's guaranteed solid. They don't have to go. It's, 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 it's organic. We're planning on bringing in an organic. I want a certified organic marijuana cigarette for this country. Um, I look forward to, working with my colleagues that are in the tobacco industry currently that are working very hard right now in order to achieve certain things. And, uh, you know, I'm in discussions and negotiations with, um, governments and things in the equator in order to achieve success on so many different levels down there for those people. Uh, but you're up against, um, an army of, you don't need, they don't, they have the sundial. You can't beat radiation. And, you know, you can't beat the sun radiation in soil. You don't get any cell elongation. So as long as your soil's beautiful, germplasm is germplasm, radiation is sun radiation. So it's not going to be dirt outdoor dirt weed. It's not going to be anything. It will be some of the finest, most beautiful weed anybody's ever seen. And that's right. that's what I'm looking forward to bring. And and the byproduct of the cigarette industry, folks, especially using the Affinor tech, because I thought about this for many, many years. The PLCs that come complete with the Afinor tech for mass production also uh, monitor everything. All sensors can be in there. So we're able to give like like pharmaceutical companies certainty of the guaranteed production of the compounds using germplasm mass produced. We're also the, the byproduct of the marijuana cigarette, all that waste extractions for CBD oils and things for very, very cheap medicine. Right now Nick, is I
3: that was, testing it to you tell know. whether it's organic or not? Is that what you're speaking of? or is that?
0: We will go through the actual um, protocol and all of the organic standard protocol in order to get certified organic um, for marijuana where we plan on doing it. We will bring the certified board in to certify that this is certified organic. It's very important. And that gives the people certainty and it, it guarantees a lot of things, uh, you know, and, and honestly going certified organic, it's not that it makes it any more work or anything. In fact, you get to reuse your soil. It, it actually cleans up a lot of waste and byproducts that are currently being tossed by hotels and things like this that I'm able to use for uh, bacterias and things to create, recreate that soil. So there's a lot of things. The byproduct of the cigarette industry is the CBD oils and no more artificial pricing because if I can bring marijuana into Canada uh, in bales at $20 a pound, um, why would the CBD oils cost a whole lot? They're extractions from the the, the waste. So we would, we would likely prefer, you know, we would set up shop to, to extract all of the waste products uh, and make sure that the country that we're doing business with federally um, would have access for their people for the cheapest, cheapest pennies on the gram CBD products for their people for any cancer needs or anything like that to keep defending against the opioids. The opioid crisis has gotten way out of control here, folks, and uh, that's something that needs to change big time. Definitely. Uh, and this is a big ca- marijuana. Is a is a great way to um, ease and get and remove this opioid crisis and not and let it not grow any further as we try to step on it.
1: I'm glad to hear you say that. A a guy who's admitted, like, look, I'm not all pro pot. Like, I think there's. all of agriculture needs to be paid attention to, not just marijuana. But then at the same time, you're acknowledging that there is some value there that people really need to pay attention to. So I like that you're willing to look at both sides of the argument.
0: Well, I, I have to look at that side of the argument. I'll tell you why. Because I'm, I'm, I'm putting my, my beautiful young daughter, Brittany, uh, through school to be a doctor. And uh, you can imagine the debates that we have at the table (laughs) dinner table as I walk in and there she is sitting there. We're going to talk marijuana and she has been a, a debater of the actual smoke inhalation, what it does in your blood, what it does to your brain cells underdeveloped children and stuff like this. And she has a lot of points that she makes. So I have had to defend myself and get ready for actual medical things in order to be a realist. So. I always promise All right. my daughter that I,
1: Next yep. Next time Nick's on the show, Nick and Brittany both on the show <laughs> to talk about the pros and the cons of <laughs>
0: yeah. <in> medical cannabis. <laughs> she'll she'll kill me. She's too smart. Right? But they but the reality is is my big thing is is to get a proper marijuana organic marijuana cigarette delivered to canada for my government and my canadian people while we're federal and i'm excited to do the same for the united states as well if they'll when they allow us but right now um i'm looking forward to building an amazing tobacco board inviting um uh obviously some of the larger uh, players to join in the federal uh, realm as we build and develop the germplasm um, for the with the you know in the tobacco uh, industry and sort of start to tailor it out um, moving in the direction as we would typically in this in- industry and getting it ready for we have our branding done you know we're just getting all of our all of all of the stuff is being done getting ready and I'm just excited to deliver it and 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 just kind of for a lot of guys you know I'm pretty sure I speak for a lot of people it'll clean it up folks It'll, you want to get rid of the black market? Um, well, maybe some of you don't, but uh, the feds do, and they'd like to get the, the price of it under the black market, but yet leaving a fortune in taxes, okay? So not oh. only do you got to be, we got to be just under the black market to get rid of them all. So that's probably around, I don't know, four 500 bucks a pound. That pretty much wipes out most of them, okay? And then from there, we, they want um, you know that squashed down to you know at, a, at a, let's say a thirty-five dollar pack of marijuana cigarettes, twelve and a half grams per pack, three and a half dollars a gram. The government's going to want three dollars a gram for their taxes, and and that's fine. And that's really the ratio that it should be at. The, the producers, yeah. well, you're, why do I only get a dollar for a head of lettuce? What the hell's going on here? People need lettuce to live. Some people do need marijuana to live but the majority of us need food to live period okay and but not many that people is, can. That, that that that's getting given away um, but you're going to see balances change as the water dries up folks the price of food's going to go up and the price of economics are going to change big time interest rates are on the rise a bit the price of oil's going to creep back up economies will 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 stiffen up a bit you know the war thing you know, blah, 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 whatever happens there. That's just sad. That's just a whole bunch of garbage that I don't think most of us good people want to even talk about anymore. Um, But the reality is, is this marijuana thing, mark my words, if you're in a marijuana investor, you want to be very careful of where you're putting your money right now. The way I see it, the tobacco industry, what we're doing, it's the next iteration of the boom. It's the bottom of the boom. You put your money here, right? And then all of a sudden, I mean, who's not going to sell, let's just say the next tobacco company comes out at a buck or something, right, and, and the stock market. You know, what's going to happen then? Who's not going to sell some of these higher roller stocks to, to, to take a chance on the cigarette industry? Because I did a poll on Twitter. I know that it's only 50 or 60 people, but 54% of them would buy an organic marijuana cigarette from the tobacco industry. So 50% of the market, if I'm the only one, right now that's a good start
1: yeah you just have to go how long are those tobacco companies going to keep things organic when now people are smoking cigarettes that you know tobacco doesn't really have that much wrong with it except the thousands of chemicals that the cigarette companies put in
0: i agree uh and who the 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 look All I can speak for is on behalf of the tobacco uh, company that I represent, Harry's Manufacturing, and we are going after an organic cigarette. I am an organic grower. I believe in sustainability, green sustainability for the health. You know, I agreed to do this in order because I wanted to, because I'm tired of watching what's going on, for starters, and I really want to get my country a federally- agreed upon cigarette that is blueprinted germplasmed and ready to produce where it is economically viable for my federal government to get all those taxes so that we can put many more black, Chinese, Indian, Iranian, white children through university to become doctors and scientists in Canada. Right. And we can spend it on our medical system and our education system. And that is what I really, really want. And if I choose to smoke pot later, I'll buy a pack and support the medical education system.
1: Nick, I like where you're going with things. Reminding everyone listening, we're talking to Nick Brussator, who's VP of Corporate Development for Affinor Growers and also designer of vertical designs. Now, people who are listening to this Pot Stock Radio, forget about that they want to hear about pot. What they really want is information about Affenr Growers. So let's get into sure. a little bit of talk about the company. So first, starting with, has uh, your role changed with the company since last time you're on? I have you as VP of Corporate Development. Pretty much nope, the, same the same role. Perfect. Yep, All right. So. The role, yes. Excellent. All right. Uh, well, have, I'm a patent geek. So my, you know, I look at your technology and I go, where's the IP there? So first question, how many patents does Affinor own on vertical farming?
0: Afenor, they have two uh, global patents that are very, very strong on when vertical
1: farming. When you say gullible. Global. Oh, global, global. patents. Global patents. And they are <laughs> – Two, two, go, yeah, two awesome. gullible <laughs> patents. I'm like, what? <laughs> is two gullible that? patents. Not about patents. have never heard about that before. Um, <laughs> now, near. are they – Right. Or are they they're, provisional? They're, they're
0: no, they are patent issued patents. They're issued. Right. They are global and they are definitely enforceable and will be enforced if need be. Can you, uh can they you the towers that
1: yeah, sorry. Sorry? any specifics what? as to what the patents are on or what you have patented?
0: Oh the technology uh in the process Um, but the, um, you can see there's two different designs. One is an indoor roller design that has rollers and the lights are adjustable on every level at every level and they flood and drain, but the trays roll and they, they, that design is amazing for indoor, uh, like production. It's just absolutely amazing. And the other design is the tower, the stainless steel towers that, um, the arms just click on and click off. And, uh, they're all automated. They rotate very slowly for the sun. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the whole, uh, um, mechanical design of it all with the mechanical pollination and the way everything is, uh, that was filed is, uh, they actually, we got a a very strong, um, the PTC or the PCT patent review from the last tower. They, uh, it was very novel, very simple, but yet very novel. They, uh, when they granted it, they actually got congratulated for that one.
1: Awesome. You know how many claims were approved in the patents? All of them. Okay.
0: Uh, there was quite a few. Yeah. All of them were, uh, all of them were um, on the patent side. I would suggest Jarrett. Um, he would be able to pull the patent and actually answer that for any specifics that you might want, because you know, Hey, it's uh, I think you can pull them openly now. Uh, the claims that are all approved on the, from online because they're they're approved now. So
1: if they're approved, yeah, they're, they're yeah, that's a
0: very good one. And we've been adding attachment. to it with attachments and changing and and continuing to apply more. Yep. So there's, there's the a way still wants to get go it approved,
1: around. file another one right behind it. Oh okay, well, well my
0: job wait, is wait. to outdo the last one. That's my job is to outdo. But you
1: got to do. One. Continue them and keep continuing them. So love that. All right, now. I can't help. No, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: I just anyway, I my brain automatically, uh, you know, there's a problem to solve. I just it's just the way we go. That's just the way she's going to work. I start going at it, and um, you know when it's mechanical design or you know agriculture design, um, you know we're we're at it. Uh, Alfenor's got uh, some some. Pretty awesome stuff that they're doing um, with uh, with you know they're working together with a few groups that I know that are they're in negotiations uh, and I think that when people you know when there's sort of a oh, let me see how I can say this without getting myself into trouble. <laughs> there's Make a great time. thing Make going on here. There's a there's a there's a good thing going on here for the technology for Alfinor Alfinor. Don't forget, folks. Alfenor owns the patents. The whole world's got to buy that equipment from Affinor. The price of the equipment is way down now, like okay. like almost in half. So they're stainless steel. They last forever, uh, and the price for the equipment is cut almost in half now. And uh, it's pretty phenomenal. And what we're doing is we're just getting this facility built and finished in Abbotsford here. And then trust me, after people of the world sees this with full of strawberries like oh my god I, i'm pretty right, when sure they're you gonna... say,
1: when you say abbotsford because i'm not from canada i have three locations that i wanted to ask you about uh the quebec property the montreal property and the vancouver property which one are we talking about there
0: the abbotsford is, is vancouver the vancouver you know half an hour way back when looked at the rooftop thing turned into a You know, just not a great thing. The city didn't want to give the lease or whatever. It it turned, it just kind of went sour sideways, whatever. Um, The Quebec property, I decided to pull the offices back to Vancouver here where I was so that I could um, um, have a little more uh, control over the the property um, and uh, make sure that I have everything, you know, um, uh, in play, uh, more... Under my viewership here, and, and when you, uh, you say know,
1: and then all, yeah, yeah, when you say have a little more, you know, being on top of it, is that because in Vancouver that's the farm that you bought when you sold your giant BC house to buy a farm? No, that? okay.
0: No, no, they had already uh, decided to sell that property in Quebec. We were thinking of just doing something else, uh, renting a yeah. greenhouse somewhere, doing whatever. And then I decided, you know what? Um, I want to I, I do this for the shareholders and get a showcase built, and I'll buy the property. The property values went way up, um, you know, and, um, and so I thought, well, this is a perfect opportunity so that Affinor doesn't have to dilute. I can get this done, a showcase done for them under VDL, To sort of give back to the company to show them, here you go. Nobody believes in this technology more than me. And I'm going to use it. I'm going to pay for it. And I'm going to, it's, uh, there's bigger deals that are underlying here that we're working on. And I can tell the Athener shareholders that that technology is the future. It is the future of agriculture and in some, in a lot of agriculture products. Um, And I'm working on the next stuff that I'm sure the world's going to like because I'm excited about making change because I think we can. And uh, I want to be, you know, one of those guys that helps do what we need to do and addressing all the issues that we have, whether it's growing weed or strawberries or whatever, it really doesn't matter.
3: Hey Nick, I know we've talked a lot about the positive effects of growing vertically, like, which of course we would, that being your product, but, is there any negative effects that you've come across or the you know biggest issue that you've faced with changing the growing
0: Um in the last 20 years of designing yeah <laughs> about 12 million dollars worth <laughs> but you know, I think I got that figured out now
4: <laughs> good answer yeah. I got that
0: I got that figured out now <laughs> So, yes, there was many issues. There was so many issues, and there, I look at a lot of people right now, and they got a lot of issues, and I know why, but it's not my job to tell everybody what they're doing wrong. I I'm spent sure. millions learning what not to do, and uh, we're just not going to do that anymore. We're just going to do what we know is going to work, and we've designed
1: just what's going to work. That's it. So knowing that you've figured it out then, have it like design of what will work, have you made these for anyone else? Are you leasing the technology or licensing the technology to anyone? Where will the revenues come from in the near future from your technology?
0: Afenor is about to get a very large order from us here, obviously, for the 32 towers here. So they're getting that this is the couple of things that are taking place right now that are pretty exciting for Afenar and for a lot of people that are, you know, there's a lot of things that are going on here that um, I think you guys are going to like. I can't say too much beyond that, but uh, I've worked real hard. I've worked real hard to redeem myself as far as a, a market guy to some of the people that would disagree with my, my attitude sometimes, um, but I can tell you that I've done all the right things. I've worked real hard in order to achieve the um, the trust of the inner people that we're working with and that we're dealing with. Uh, I will gain the trust of the markets again here very soon, I can assure you. And what you see is what you get with me. I'm not trying to hype out stock. I'm not trying to hype out anything. I'm just trying to get the job done. I'll be real honest with you so that I can even get off this ride. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, I don't want to get off this ride. I just want to make it so that it's just a fun ride. More fun. And I get, I don't know, I'm not afraid of the hard work and the adversity, the hard work. I'm not afraid of any of that. But we're there now, and I want to launch it. and then and then I can just be in the band and launch and have launch facilities with big rock bands and rock out and give speeches that are that are just all about making change for society, no matter what color you are. And making this a better place for North American people will start here. And for, of course, my friends near the equator, which I can't disclose. They know who they are, and they're listening right now. And I'm very excited for you, and uh, I'm very excited for Canada and the what we bring to Canada by way of um, a new product that I think people will um, embrace.
1: So... Two questions I have for Nick Brusator before we let you go. I really appreciate you taking so much time to talk again to Potstock Radio. No problem. My first, first question is, last time we talked, something you were really, uh, you were really sticking to your guns with that I'm hoping you know, says a lot about you was that you wanted to do this with keeping dilution at bay. Have you been able to, yes. through all of the expansion you're trying to do, been able to do this without diluting the stock too much? Yeah. Yeah, there's
0: no, no dilution in Afenor. None. I've paid for everything here. There'll, there'll be no dilution. We're not going to dilute Afenor. They don't need to dilute. They just need to sell equipment for money, revenues now. That's it. I want to burn Afenor right down to a, such a small burn rate where it's just one guy in an office collecting our money. That's it. Love it. Because he sells licenses. <laughs> And goddamn equipment everywhere.
1: Right, deliver equipment. Burn right. rate is one employee and delivery fees. That's
0: right. Yep, yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. All and right. Last I question.
1: Something I was super impressed with, and I know it's a little bit old, so I want to find out where you're at with this. But USDA has a cooperative research and development agreement with Africaner growers. Explain yeah. that to him. Oh. Who? And by the okay,
0: way, from this. Yeah, go ahead. No, the USDA is a, a great outlet that uh, I've worked with in the past for many years. And they um, have a lot of research development stuff going on. We started into an agreement with the Mercada Agreement, uh, which we wanted to do. And as the Quebec facility was going through some issues, we had to – There was a, I think we had to fund 120000 or whatever it was – we had to pull out of that CROTA agreement just because we didn't want to spend the money just on, on R&D and sciences that we're going to ultimately end up doing here anyways with a, a very, very large strawberry group that we're working with closely that I am honored and excited to uh, work with these folks. And I can't say that, that uh, name either, but we're, I tell you right now, um, we're definitely in the right position to do all of the right things. That's for sure.
1: And now, when you are working with the USDA, what happened? Like, yep. what do they want from you out of that? What are they looking for? Oh, no, for that? That was, it was
0: what we were looking for from them, actually. They've got okay. some pretty cool stuff that, that we, have, we can access anyways. We have a great – I have a great relationship with the USDA. Fumiomi Takeda, he's a brilliant strawberry man a uh, great scientist. And, uh, you know, I have nothing but hundred percent respect for those folks there. Uh, and also our Canadian scientists here that are in the strawberry uh, uh, arena, Tom Bowman and Mark Sweeney. Um, and yeah, I mean, um, I just hope to bring forth all of the knowledge and power in the strawberry arena um, in order to become the best, really,
1: <laughs> you know, uh,
0: wow. I just want to be the best. That's all, if that makes sense to anybody. I don't want to be second best. I want to be known as the best guy that did this for strawberries with that technology and, and do the right thing. It creates so much, everybody. It creates so many jobs, and it conserves the water. It makes things better and easier for everybody, and we can mass produce food with the amount of people and population growth we got coming. And
1: trust me, if we no, don't to in. This is all I know. I've now spoken to over 100 C-level people at cannabis companies. I think you have more passion about growing and you know, what this is going to do for the world than anyone else I've talked to. And the fact that you've been willing to do things like sell your giant mansion to buy a farm pay for a lot of this stuff yourself to not dilute. Uh, I, I don't invest in any of the companies that we interview just because I don't want to have any issues but I got to say I, I'm a believer in money follows management and I haven't talked to anyone who believes in what they're doing more than Nick Broussator. So good shit, man. Well,
0: well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Those are kind words and I promise the our shareholders I'm not going anywhere. I'm working real hard and so is that board and they have it's an honest board uh, we have work to do, but but we're getting it done. I'll get it done, and that's what I know. I'll put Nick I've Brusator, got it, I've got it all figured out.
1: Check <laughs> him out. Uh, you can find him on Twitter. He is n nbrusator, B-R-U-S-A-T-O-R-E. Or also check out the company's website. It's com talking to Nick Broussator, VP of Corporate Development. Really appreciate your time, Nick, and definitely look forward to the next time you are back on PopStock Radio.
0: Right on. Thank you. And thank you for playing my song. That was fantastic. Uh, Our who knows, man, you're, also,
1: you're now, thank you you're so now much, the man. most passionate guy I've talked to, the only guy who's ever <laughs> had a theme song, and also, <laughs> from what I remember the first time, the only guy who thought we were on at 8 a.m. instead of 8 p.m. <laughs> he was, he was oh, oh, you're minutes. never
0: going to let that go. You're never going to
1: let that <laughs> go. I loved oh. it. I was like, what a All stud. Right. He was up at 5 a.m. his time to be on our show, which is tonight.
0: <laughs> oh, that's great.
1: Uh, yeah. Nick Berusator, have a good right night, on.
0: man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right, no
1: problem. Again, that was Nick Brusator, VP of Corporate Development for Affinor Growers. Check him out on the OTC. They're RSSFF on the Canadian Exchange. They're AFI, and then I don't even know where to find it, but the Frankfurt Exchange. <laughs>
3: I've never
1: even heard of it. <laughs> They're 1AF Affinor Growers. All right, so let's go from one Nick to another Nick. We now welcome... Our next guest, COO and President of Earth Science Tech, symbol E-T-S-T, Nick Taboraway. Welcome to Potstock Radio.
2: Hi, Eric. It's a pleasure being on the radio. How good to have you on, man. How'd I do?
1: First time pronouncing the name.
2: Scale 1 to <laughs> 10. You did better than others. My last all right. There started. you
1: go. A for effort. All, like, you can at least me. tell. Well, yeah. That's my last you few so, uh, could always be worse, Nick. No
4: one wants to say
1: block, no. They say boots. Yeah, everybody does. boots <laughs> Every- uh, you- say? Uh,
2: so I, I heard Tabrain, Tabrave, yeah. Tabaru. I've have heard it not, all. Man. You could have said
1: it. If I wouldn't have I asked you, <laughs> I would have guessed. Travel. I have i it all. I've, I've,
2: even, I've, even spelled, I've even seen it spelled. It's very awkward. I'm just like, how? <laughs> it makes no sense. But yeah.
1: So, Nick, it is what it is. tell us a little bit about you, your background, and why you were the uh, perfect COO and president for Earth Science Tech. Well, my background
2: is in um, nutraceuticals. I've actually studied nutrition and management in college. And I was at Vitamin Shop for about six and a half years. I was actually at Vitamin Shop when it was private before it became public. Actually, I was within the whole transition when it was private and public. Okay. And I started as a part-timer, keyhole, as a manager. And then I actually became a manager at a high-volume store. And I had the opportunity to actually take a high-volume store that was upside down and turn it around, which I found was amazing because I actually got to learn how to pretty much correct everything because I got a store that was just completely upside down. I had to get new staff, I had to correct a lot of issues and thankfully I was able to turn it around and I left the company, I got into stocks, into trading and on the side I still worked with some companies because my passion has always been the health industry and I had the opportunity to join Earth Science Tech and bring my experience and knowledge into the company
1: so and, knowing that that's your area of expertise have a have a mm-hmm. probably stupid question for you but a question I wanted to know the answer <laughs> to what's the difference between a nutraceutical and a bioseutical a nutraceutical is just the,
2: anything that's in the nutritional field um, a bioseutical will almost fall into a nutraceutical but a bioseutical is something the body needs
1: that's okay difference. so the nutrient is like something extra to give where the bio is something that it needs to have correct okay okay i like the company's uh, i don't know if this is your philosophy or your mantra but what i found was etst is a biotechnology company focused on delivering unique nutraceutical, bioceutical, and dietary supplements in the area of health, wellness, sports and alternative medicine so where is, the, is, is that broad or is there a main focus in there are you really trying to go after athletes we're trying to
2: hit almost about everything um, we can't do anything I want to them It will just be way too spread thin but you, I mean, thankfully, with the the CBD arena, CBD is so universal. I mean, I have individuals that take it for cancer, epilepsy, chronic pain, depression, stress. Um, I do have some individuals that take it for for athletic enhancements, which I personally take it before workout with my pre workout, and actually helps tremendously. So CBD is is just it's universal. So I, I really do feel that it hits all the areas mentioned within our company. Correct. I use it for for
1: inflammation or okay. For me personally,
2: I take it before going to bed. It helps me sleep better. It helps with uh, with my soreness. And I take it also before working out. And I know it's before working out. since CBD is a neural up regulator, meaning that your neurons will fire and respond faster, making your body more efficient. When you combine it with something else, in my, in my case, I take it with a pre-workout, it actually amplifies the pre-workout, and huh. my workout is just more intense.
1: So, yeah, using it with something else, is, I've heard cannabis and CBD experts say adding THC to your CBD gets you more benefit, where you're kind of saying, well, there's other things you can add to CBD, like pre-workout. Anything pretty much. It's a it's a neuro uh,
2: upregulator. So anything you t- you combine. Well, when I say CBD, I don't mean just CBD. I mean just all the cannabinoids. the CBD is just of the more popular, I guess, most marketed strain out of the cannabinoids. Um, I like to use the full spectrum, so I get a little bit of everything, not just CBD, because. I feel that the, the true CBD will be a CBD isolate, which is like saying a B12 out of the B complex. Yes, there's some Bs that are more beneficial than others, but overall, you need the B complex. You need all of them because they're, they're coenzymes. They work together. So when I say CBD, I mean all of the cannabinoids, the full spectrum. Yeah. And Nick, um, anything it, that you, uh, you combine with CBD will enhance it. I'm sorry?
3: No, that's all right. This is uh, Stacy. I just had a question for you. Hi, oh, Sure. Uh, how
2: are you doing?
3: Um, so th- is it the higher dosage that you take? Like, is it you can just take as much as you want, 500 milligrams of CBD, or is it, can you take too much for an issue?
2: Um, there's no study of an overdose of CBD. The only drawback of taking too much CBD is it will make you very sleepy. That's okay. the Does only clinical...
3: On to like as their what their issue is whether CBDA or CBG or whatever it is is going
2: to help
3: them more.
2: We're actually working on an educational piece because, from my experience at vitamin shop, it's really all about the education. The more you can educate yeah. a consumer, the more comfortable they'll feel in, in taking something. It's all about knowing what you're taking. Um, we're actually working on, on an educational piece, especially with my sales officer. Gabriel Vilas. He actually studied um, bioceutical chemistry and actually pursuing to get a PhD in that field. And he's extremely intelligent, and he's really good when it comes to educating the consumer on CBD and just overall wellness. He's an individual that you can ask, you can tell him your condition, and he could explain to you more about the condition. And what you could do when it comes to your lifestyle, your dietary health, and as well as supplements, one being CBD. And I feel that he does really well when it comes to selling the product because he doesn't just try to sell a product as like a salesperson. He sells it more as educating the potential customer or potential store or distributor. And they like the fact that he can educate them on the product and not just selling a product. And we're working on an educational piece uh, Being a a YouTube channel Phone calls, etc And we're hoping to have something Structured very soon
1: And Nick, what benefits I saw uh, on the site That you guys have CBD That's filtered through uh, Peppermint or orange blossom What benefits have you Found that is Added to CBD when it's Filtered through something like peppermint I mean, our current oil is
2: full spectrum. So you're getting all the cannabinoids and you're getting the, the terpenes, you're getting the waxes, you're getting the the phytonutrients, micronutrients, you're getting the whole plant. Okay. And uh, we have the, the 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 most common, which is just a raw oil with coconut, which coconut actually enhances the delivery and absorption rate. It yeah. also gives that nice consistency because the raw oil is very thick and, and gritty. Sure. And uh, what we have... We have come out with the peppermint oil, which is another common product. It's the the raw oil. It's filtered, so we remove the waxes and the chlorophyll so it's a better consistency and also mixes better with the essential peppermint oil and coconut. And we recently came out this year, which, from my understanding, we're the only company. We have the orange blossom honey, which orange blossom alone is a great therapeutic ingredient because it helps with the immune system, it helps with allergies, and it also helps with, uh, with the flavoring. We try really hard to have natural ingredients. Okay. Um, and from my experience going to Vitamin shop, I noticed a lot, a lot of companies in, C- in the CBD arena don't follow pretty much any guidelines. They just put things and label without really any guidelines whatsoever I like to follow what we follow in the supplement industry, the, the Shea guidelines. Besides not making any claims, I like to be very transparent. I like to show the supplement facts, the other ingredients, and also have a certificate of analysis showing what's in each and every bottle. So when it comes to the strawberry ones blossom, I wanted something that tasted good but yet stayed at, at the most natural, nothing artificial. So we had... Um, the filtered CBD, like the peppermint, the coconut oil, natural strawberry flavoring, and the orange blossom honey, which adds more therapeutic value, as well as a sweet taste. And it gives it a really nice strawberry taste without adding any sugar or anything artificial. Got it.
1: And I so feel really that's... More, more personal choice, like little extra benefit than scientific testing that says if you filter CBD through peppermint, it adds this to it. Um,
2: filtering actually removes um, micro nutrients or micro amounts. It's it's still beneficial, but when you filter it, it just it, it gives it a nicer consistency, and it mixes better with the flavor, so it 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 tastes better. And then um, we're actually I'm actually going to a new manufacturing plant this week with Gabriel Vilas, who knows the owner personally. And I think next year we're gonna have some really exciting products that I feel that we are gonna be the first ones to have. That nobody else will have. They'll have more therapeutic value and just help people. Cause our main Harry. goal is just helping others. I mean, if I, I wish I could share all the stories. I mean, we used to have testimonials, but I mean, nothing feels greater than actually having. I get letters mailed to me to my home. I get phone calls, and it's it's just. It's it's amazing how how life-changing it is.
1: I have a really good friend who's also a business partner of mine whose mother-in-law has cancer. And she was at the point where uh, he called me and said, you know, she's not going to make it until Thanksgiving. And he's like, you know what? I know what you know, so just we're willing to try anything. So I threw a connection. Uh, got her very high grade CBD oil, and it's now five months back, and she's in. And I'm not saying it's not oil; it could be placebo effect, it could be combination of lots of things working together. But I went out to dinner with her last week, and she looked better than she did five months ago. So uh, I've That's tried amazing. CBD; don't really feel the benefit, but I don't have something <laughs> like cancer. Here's someone who went from she's not going to make it till Thanksgiving to now it's almost you know it's almost Halloween and she's better than she was when they told her she wasn't making it to Thanksgiving. So that's awesome, and that's just my own personal experience. But man,
2: yeah, it feels I great. So. And now, and I imagine if you're the one providing the oil, I mean, it's just nothing feels greater than knowing that you're, you're actually changing lives.
1: The text message I sent the guy who sent me the oil might have been like the longest text message I ever sent. Like, dude, you (laughs) just changed someone's life. And I don't know if you understand what happens sometimes, but here's what the person was like before. Here's what the person's on track for now. Keep it coming. So Yeah, it's
3: amazing to watch because Eric and I have both tried CBD oil, and I do have a lot of nerve issues. and, And that's actually why I was asking if you had someone there to help people with their issues and what would help them because um, we didn't really find much of it, but you got better this. And it was amazing.
1: She got more benefit from uh, oils, you know, like you said, with coconut oil, but made into a lotion to put on her back than any CBD that she either ingested or smoked or vaporized anything she tried.
2: But every case, I mean, yeah. Yeah, and there's it's when it comes to CBD, there's really no universal dosing. So if somebody asks me how much should I take, yeah. it's really all about finding the dose that properly works for you. I would suggest starting with a low dose and just working your way up because if you just start oh. with a really high amount, it probably will work, but you're probably taking a lot more than what's needed. You're going to run through the bottle very quickly, and right. just, you're pretty much just wasting it. It's always best to start with a low And work your way up. I mean, I have individuals that just take a quarter of a dropper, which is almost nothing when it comes to milligrams of CBD, to individuals taking a full dropper morning, midday, and night. It's really all about just finding the right dose for you because everybody's endocannabinoid system is just different. And that's the reason why we're trying to put together this education strategy because I feel that if we can have consumers be properly educated and feel comfortable with a brand it just will give us that extra edge because it's really all about educating and building trust
3: it really is about education there isn't enough education about this at all
1: there is because really what's happened is the lack of education has just made everyone not everyone most people in the united states take the stance of ah that stuff's snake oil and it's like because yeah, exactly. there's not enough education and yeah. guidance to let people know, no, 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 you just took something that had absolutely no CBD in it, and you bought it at a gas station. Or you took the wrong amount of something, or CBD when you needed CBG. So I think it's a uh, awesome well, to provide education. That's the piece that seems missing to me.
2: Oh, tremendously. And only that, I mean, this is an emerging industry, I feel that CBD is compared to the sports industry in the early 2000s when it was just emerging and everybody was getting involved. And those, I mean, in a sports industry and in supplement industry, there's no really, there's no FDA guidance. There's the share guidance, but there's really nothing backing what's on the bottle, what's on the, the, the nutritional facts. And since I feel that the CBD is in a gray area, which is even riskier, people can put whatever they want and nobody will know, unfortunately. And we try real hard to make sure we have a a consistent source, um, a a proper third-party mixing plant, a bottling plant. And we've been very thankful that we have consistent results. And all of our batches have been nothing but amazing to all the customers.
1: And I feel now
2: with the new manufacturing plant, we'll probably achieve even a new higher level
1: and I know, Nick, you can't really talk about the benefits of CBD, but I think in this area, you might be able to. And it's a product that I've seen a lot of the CBD companies put out there. And I'm going, wait, is that just a throw-in additional product, CBD for pets? What are you hearing? What, you know, what are people coming back to you with after they buy CBD for their pets? CBD in
2: general helps with pets. Is just find a CBD that a pet will take. For example, um, our strawberry-flavored CBD, Pets Love It. And that's why we came out of the Strawberry Pet CBD line. Um, my girlfriend, actually, she gives the CBD oil to her German Shepherd. And when I met her, German Shepherd was having issues walking, and, and, and he was just always down. And giving the CBD oil morning and night, he's walking a lot better. He's not 100% because he's, he's 11 years old and he's a German Shepherd. Mm-hmm but he's walking better, he's he's actually a little more active, and yes, you actually see a, a, a tremendous difference. And I've gotten a few other customers with very similar feedback. So it does work for pets. I don't know if anything could be altered to make it different for pets. Maybe just a flavoring, maybe just making them edible. But, yeah. I mean, it does work for pets. So, I mean, that that is something that that, that does truly work.
1: And, and it makes sense. Difference. Dogs with hip dysplasia and things like that 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 you know that they get old quickly. So something like CBD makes sense. I just wonder, you know, what do people know that they're giving their dogs? Like, you know, I can give people will take stuff for themselves that they wouldn't give to their dogs. Yeah, that is true.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it's crazy. All right, people so, see their dogs as, as a baby almost, like a human. I know. <laughs> uh, if
1: you want to get rich, make something for people's babies or dogs. I know. And, getting
2: into the Florida.
3: <laughs>
1: <smart up laughs> get <it there. laughs> yep, yep, yep. All right, so I want to understand a little bit about your subsidiaries. So I have at least what I found were Cannabis Therapeutic Incorporated, and then I'm going to screw this one up, Cannabidiode. But then it's I also very close. saw very all right, cannabidiolate. I'll take that. It's almost yeah. as close as I was to Topperway. So, <laughs> and then another one coming soon, Nutrition Empire. So just tell us what those three subsidiaries are and uh, what you hope to get from them. Nutrition
2: Empire was actually one of our first subsidiaries. Those was a uh, supplement storefront that we had. Um, Unfortunately, like many other storefronts especially Amazon, i'm sorry especially g and c and vitamin shop I still have pretty good contacts in those in those companies right. um it's really hard to have a supplement storefront if you're not offering service because of e commerce unfortunately
4: yeah
2: um, so we just figured to um close the shop and just focus primarily on c b d and the other divisions because if it was CBD we're selling products to stores and the consumer and we don't have to worry about the over of having a store fund employees and retailing it's just there's there's no more margins when it comes to retailing especially in the in the health sports industry
1: yeah like you said and if you're not so providing got... any but supplements then why wouldn't people go online and buy it like what benefit do they Yeah, have it, have it, it's
2: I'm really just... all about convenience nowadays convenience and price yeah for example, and, I, I've heard now that um, ever since Amazon bought off Whole Foods and changed the structure of Whole Foods, Whole Foods is actually taking away customers from Wal- from Walmart.
1: Yeah, it's, I know it's,
2: it's it's crazy. I know. So it's just it's all about adapting. But I believe to have a storefront, you have to provide some service, either some sort of educational service or some uh, things called cryotherapy service, something that people go there. Get <laughs>
1: Just did cryotherapy the for the first time. Holy shit! Negative three hundred <laughs> degrees for three and a I half heard. minutes. Whole same thing. You would think. What would you get from that? I left that feeling amazing. I don't even know why. I heard
2: that I amount heard. of cold really. Well, it's, it's a shock to the body. I know for like joint injuries, it's good to do after how many minutes and the cold tub. And in the hot yeah. tub, and do about oh, yes. three times, and it just it shocks your body, but it actually speeds the recovery rate. I forgot the science behind it, but I know a lot of athletes do that, and it
1: works really yeah. well. Yeah. So, bio, uh, cryotherapy. Oh, yeah. I'm in. Correct. But, yeah, Nutrition, right, so Empire,
2: Nutrition Empire was a storefront, which now is just a dormant subsidiary in case we want to use it for something else. But... um Cannabis Therapeutics is our R&D division, which the um, Earth Science Tech, when it first initiated, it was primarily focused on R&D. We started, we started with um, Central Oklahoma University with Dr. Wei Chen, and with, with that university, we did studies on um, breast cancer and immune cells with RCBD, with a, with, a, uh, with a particular ingredient, which we actually have an IP patent, and we're finalizing to do a patent pending product, which will be backed by the university studies. And we're we'll actually start. We're actually trying to close studies on uh, on uh, University of Montreal. All
1: right, talk to me so about we'll do, patents. So we can do
2: further studies.
1: Tell me a little more about your patent. I didn't realize you guys had intellectual property here. So go ahead. I like that. So tell me about your patent.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we have three actually. We have one on breast cancer, one on immune cells, and we have another on uh, on the brain cells, which is we've proven to be a neuroprotectant. The neuroprotectant IP was based with DB Biologics under Dr. Rafael Gonzalez. And um, last year when we acquired Biowitz, that's how we got Dr. Michelle Bay, who's been a tremendous asset to help us further studies. And he also brought in the medical devices, which we're focusing on as well. This is under a different subsidiary. Uh, Michelle Obey helps with the further studies, especially in Canada, which we have our, our science team of, of uh, board of directors. I'm sorry, the advisory board. And what he's doing is he's moving forward with IPs to make it a patent pending. And with, with his connections, we're actually able he's to late. hopefully –
1: got to stop you. i got to stop you because I need to understand what you said. Moving forward sure. with the IP to make it patent pending. But you said they're provisional yes. patents. So once it's a provisional, a provisional patent, it's patent, pending.
2: well, it's not patent pending until you continue the, the process. And IP is just the beginning process. And then once you do further studies, then and, and, and you, um, you actually produce the product, you know, patent pending, which then I believe it takes about four to five years to be an actual patent.
1: That is correct. So but just so you know, so it, once yes,
2: so the process why, you're patent pending.
1: But all good. I, I know what you're saying. You're in the provisional process. Correct. Sense.
2: And we, we actually have three products we're going to have patent pending,
1: hopefully sometime in 2018. And now, does this have to do with uh, one thing I read about that I sounded super impressive was on August 1st uh, – EARTHTECH signed contracts with – I'm going to screw this one up – Centra de Development Rolamente de Quebec, which is really the – let's just call them the CDBQ. Uh, and this is a – they have a 30,000-square-foot, $10 million facility, and they're working with you. Is that to develop your patents?
2: Correct. This is all with Michelle Bay. Michelle Bay again has been a tremendous okay. asset. He has all the connections with with Canada and the hard part is a lot of it's in French and that's why it's kinda of hard to pronounce the names and some of the words. Thanks. But but I mean but I mean the good thing about doing studies in Canada is it's a little more cost effective due to the currency exchange and they do they actually have a really good um guide guidelines almost like the USA. When it comes to studies and products, so it helps us tremendously when it comes to the R&D side. But yeah, the CBDQ helps um, with our patent pendings and also with our two CBD generic drugs, which we're working on as well.
1: And, and, and that's what phase two is, is rolling out of the patents. Correct. It's the patents, and um, since it's a CBD generic drug, it
2: makes it a lot easier for us to finalize the drugs because we're piggybacking a generic drug. The CBD just enhances it since CBD is, is a neural upregulator. Again, anything you, you mix CBD with will enhance it. So, and that's all in the process. But as of right now, we are working on the patents and the drugs, but we're primarily working when it comes to everything in Canada is our Earth Science Pharmaceutical Division, which is our two medical devices, which was part of the acquisition of Biowitch, because that's what Michelle was working on prior to the acquisition. Okay, gotcha. Okay. So everything huh. else is in the works, but as of right now, it's we're a little more focused on the medical devices, which we're... Pretty much almost ready to, revenue? to launch very soon.
1: Is that why you're Correct. focusing on the revenues?
2: The revenues and also because that was something that Michelle Bay was working before the acquisition. And I believe it's a little closer to being finalized than the patent pendings and as well as the drugs. Got it.
1: Uh you guys have any plans to enter into the marijuana market as well or strictly CBD products moving forward?
2: As of now just CBD. Yeah. Or or just the the
1: cannabinoids. What would have to change would it just be, you know, federal scheduling or even if federal scheduling changes you guys are really just focused on the health market and CBD?
2: Um, more in the health market, it's a little bit, I can say it's a little bit easier, but it's more open. Yeah. And especially since that's what I'm mostly familiar with and as well as Gabriel Villas.
1: Sure. Makes sense.
2: But, but, yeah, I mean, right now we're just, when it comes to the r and D side or anything, anything just in Canada, right now we're focusing on the medical devices because we, we also want to diversify. We want to have our CBD for the health shops and then have medical devices, which would be more international. And then hopefully early next year, or mid-next year, we'll have the patent pendings, which will go alongside with our health products because they'll be be considered – I mean, CBD is not a food or a nutraceutical. It's in the middle. It's gray. But we're able to sell it to to supplement shops. So we're able to plug that into our sales channel and give us an extra edge because we have a patent-pending product. It won't be just a CBD product like anybody else's CBD product. It'll be something that's actually backed by science and studies. And with the finalization, which hopefully will take place very soon with University of Montreal, we'll do further studies.
1: And what about your joint venture with Nutrition Specialties and its Forzagon division? What is that about? Forzagen
2: is actually a a company that's um, in the U.S., but they're heavily based in Mexico. And the owner is Jose... um, Bukai. Bukai. I can't pronounce his name very well. That's all he's right. He's a Nick, personal friend. Cyberboy.
1: <laughs> we can pronounce people's names per- wrong. Look at our names. Yes,
2: especially when it's not a common last name.
1: Exactly. But, um,. It was a
2: joint venture that we made. He was very interested in making a, a CBD sports line because that's something I wanted to do, but I didn't want to do it within the company because it would just be way too spread thin. So I figured working with him, and I could just assist him in the process. But so, um, unfortunately, yeah, go ahead. Um, unfortunately, as we progressed, he was just kind of iffy about the CBD because thing about CBD is you can ask different individuals and get different answers. Yep. You can ask 10 people and they gonna tell you, oh, it's illegal to sell CBD or it's illegal to mix it with other products. And you ask 10 other individuals in the same field and the same, yeah. same everything. Yep. And they give you the opposite answer. So he got kind of scared and he just, as of now, he's just holding back on it. He loved the idea, but right now he's just holding back on, on making the, the CBD sports line.
1: I get why there's concern there because in the United States, the FDA has even recently said they were trying to make CBD a controlled substance. So I get why. It's, just,
2: it's, it's all over the place, unfortunately. <sighs> but as of right now, it's we're just using the 2014 Hemp Act. As long as it's derived from from um, industrial hemp, THC right. is below point zero three. there should be no issue. And as of right now, that's been working really well for us. But there's just so many articles out there. Even though there's, there's no black and white, which is why it's considered gray, it scares, it scares a lot of people. Yeah, It's also another more, issue because big companies like GNC, Vitamin Shop, um, Amazon, they won't touch CBD because no. it's just a gray area. There's no category.
1: And not to mention too, all the people that are already giving them millions of dollars to sell their products are going, well, we don't really want CBD next to this when No one really knows what that is or why they're taking it.
3: And then you get the one stop shops and things like that that yeah. people are running into that are selling.
1: That's what I'm saying. It says CBD. aren't
3: really, and don't help the people that take them. It's like,
1: dude, that was a five hour energy, and you just put CBD on the
2: screen.
1: Yeah, I yeah, know. We actually thought about that, too, like, like a CBD shot, which is the reason why
2: I did the, the joint venture with Varsity uh, Group and I did a subsidiary, Cannabis Dioid, which is more of my recreational, I guess, fun subsidiary. And that's where I had my e-liquids. We're kind of making gummies, and it's it's more for the smoke shops. It's more for the individuals that want to take it because it's the new the new buzz or they just want to take it because they make they make them feel happier compared yeah. to the Earth Science Tech line, which is more medicinal. I like it. So I want to keep that separate. And the and the reason why the did a joint venture with uh, David Plant, which is Varsity Group, is he has uh, an ingredient that not, is not commonly known called canna, canna flower. And it's very similar to CBD. It, it actually gives you a more euphor- euphoric sensation and also helps with depression, stress, addiction. And it synergistically works really well with CBD. And I haven't found a company that has done a CBD with Kana, so I felt, why not enter this e-liquid space, so recreational space, with something different? And we yeah. did the Kana plus CBD line. And everybody you know that has try the, the liquid loves it.
1: I'm going to throw this out to you, Nick. Has anyone used CBD, or are you allowed to use CBD as a way of, like, to stop using marijuana, and you could start to – Use CBD in place of marijuana for people who might, you know, feel like they have a bad relationship with
3: pot. You mean like a nicotine type of yeah, pack, con- like- exactly.
1: Like in place of smoking pot, you take CBD. Has anyone done any research to see if there's benefit in that? I believe
2: that the con on CBD might be the, the alternative route because it gives you more euphoric effect and calming effect because. When it when it comes to researching in clinical studies, CBD actually counters THC. That's why certain plants give you more of a high sensation than others. The plants that have higher CBD actually counters the THC effects compared to the plants that have higher THC than, than CBD gives you more of that euphoric high sensation. So, I haven't heard of anybody taking CBD as an, an alternative to, to, to from actual marijuana because of the THC. Yeah. To get the same fork sensation, I think the only alternative I've heard is just the medicinal benefits. Got it. All right.
1: I've got a couple stock questions that I uh, wanted to ask you. So first, I'm going to give you some positives. So recently, you got okay. over the 50-day moving average, approaching the 200-day moving average. Those are things that investors like to see. Investors don't like to see an $8.52 million loss. So, just, and I know you guys are growing. When do you expect to be profitable?
2: Um, I mean, we're, we're actually heading for a very amazing September. Unfortunately, uh, we got the Hurricane Irma that hit Florida and Maria that devastated Puerto Rico. actually met up yeah. with my guys are in Puerto there. Rico. Uh-huh. He, actually flew, he actually flew down to Miami. I saw him last week. He was actually going to place a very substantial order for Puerto Rico the Wednesday before they got hit by Maria. And unfortunately, that's it's going to be a while until that pulls through. But um, we actually got, I believe, 10 new reps for the country, more towards the West Coast. We have a pretty solid East Coast present, presence and working with a few distributors. So we'll definitely see a, a sales increase within a few weeks. And with the new subsidiary Diode, we have our first two flavors, which we have the chocolate and a strawberry, which is strawberry lemonade, and that we received last week. And we're starting to to push them to our current sales channel, which are the the chiropractors, health shops, and and just overall clinics. And we're starting to tap into smoke shops, which so is it was everything, a
1: everything, sector everything that we, have, we haven't really tapped. For the most part, except your website, everything's wholesale. Your goal is to really deliver this to other people that are going to sell it. Correct.
2: I mean, we do sell online, but I do feel most of our sales is through the storefront. I have started um, allocating funds to marketing to help increase, for example, our, our SEO and just get more site visitors and increase our online price because we never really marketed anything in the past. It's been mostly organic. It's been word of mouth. It's been uh, representatives going store to store. But it wasn't until uh, mid-last month that we, I started allocating funds and restarted really marketing, and we're hoping that we'll see a nice return within a few weeks.
1: And I read where uh, See-Through Equity stated a target price of $4.12 for Earth Science Tech. You have any idea yes. where that came from? Uh, did they share that with you, how they came up with that number? Well, it's just it's
2: it's really all the opportunities that, that they see with the company. I mean, we have two generic CBD drugs which are very close to being finalized. We have our three pro, um, provisional patents, which could be patent pendings. or plan to be patent pendings very soon. We have our two medical devices which we look to launch hopefully within early next year. We have our current Earth Science Tech CBD line. We have our new um, cannabinoid recreational CBD line. So there's tremendous opportunity. And they, they probably amazing. just – yeah, they and they they see all the avenues that we're
1: hitting and
2: the growth. And, and we have almost got a, been there.
1: I'm sorry? You've almost been there. That was my next question. You, you, the stock price has moved in the last 12 months between $0.30 cents all the way up to as high as $3.95. So you guys were close to that target price that – See through equity stated. I was just wondering if you if they share that with you. Like, here's where we came up with that number. Well, well yeah. The, um, I mean,
2: I just I, they briefly just told me all the opportunities that I just, I just mentioned, and also due to the fact that we almost hit four dollars and twelve cents. I mean, uh, Jan, February and March and partially April were, were very strong months for us when it comes to the market. And yeah. what happened was. I mean, we, we our books are very clean. We have no notes, no convertibles. We're very, very strict when it comes to
1: raising capital, not a lot making of, sure it's. Free. Cash and not a lot of debt, it look like.
2: Correct. We, we try to make sure we have our books clean. Because, I mean, me personally, I keep a very personal relationship with my investors and as well as most of the clients. And I like to make sure that everybody's happy, everybody feels comfortable, and, and they trust the company. And the last thing I want to do is is make somebody feel uncomfortable or just. Pretty much lose their investment, and what happened was a lot of investors that invested two or three years ago, they just started, um, I guess, ma- making their money back, and that's the reason why it went from three hundred five all the way down to where it's at now, which is
1: you selling. It could, it could be between could fifty profit. and sixty. Correct,
2: but I mean, it was bound to happen, and at least now there's less resistance I, I, I haven't gotten any more um, legend removals for a while and our floats very 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 small and again I, I, I started allocating mm-hmm. funds mm-hmm. to marketing so I feel that now we're going to have more eyeballs and we'll, we'll probably start seeing an uptrend very
1: soon and when uh, I at your start. Increase. Anyone who looks at a chart, I'm not going to say what I see, but if you look at the chart that I'm looking at and draw some lines and throw in uh, the 250 day moving average, you may see what I'm seeing. And it's, uh, here's what I'll say it's positive. So
2: just looking at the chart, we try.
1: Next. I mean, I, I just, awesome. I,
2: I've been very frugal. I've been very frugal with, when it comes to the, to the funds. And I just felt that maybe it's time to start allocating funds to marketing. And we started, we started doing saying, this last month, so we're hoping to see a large return.
1: Because I will say that. I, I know almost every cannabis company seems to have moved in the direction towards CBD. But I don't see anyone getting it out to the public. I really don't see anyone marketing to the direct public what – CBD can do – and why they should buy one CBD over another. It's kind of like everyone's just doing it by word of mouth, and that doesn't really make sense, business sense. It's expensive. I never forget, I was
2: with my, my buddy Alfredo. He works for muscle Tech. He's actually one of the reps. He's been in the industry for many years, and he told me, this was about a year and a half ago, that the CBD industry is an amazing opportunity. The only hurdle is edu- education. Yeah. Muscle Tech has some, some unique products. They have serine and they have HICA which are amazing ingredients, very, very, very um, effective, but no one knows about them. And the hardest piece is getting it out there, the awareness, the education piece. And that's the reason why now we're strategizing to do an education piece and put it together with our marketing
1: really should because that's that's where the money comes from because uh, especially when it's related to cannabis where people are used to you take it you feel like this and now there's this other part of cannabis where you take it and you might not feel it but you're going to get benefits in the long run and that has to come with education it has to so I mean, we sense. recently just got a, a larger
2: facility so we're able to be more efficient we're able to to start initiating our plan when it comes to marketing and distribution. So you'll start seeing really soon um, updates on what we're planning on on doing very soon.
1: Got it. So if people want to follow uh, what's going on with – uh, Earth Science Tech. Is it following com? Is it your Twitter? Is it your Facebook page? Where's the best place for people to keep in touch with PST?
2: We have a, a Twitter account, a Facebook account, Instagram account, which have have been active, but um, if you've been following in the past, you'll start seeing that it's going to start being much more active in the, in the upcoming days. Again, where we're starting to market more and we're trying to have a larger awareness. And I'm hoping by sometime in November, individuals will start seeing the educational piece starting to unfold. Well, I,
1: I just followed them on Twitter and they are forward slash earth science tech, but it's just TEC, not TEC, it's just TEC on Twitter, and uh, I just followed him. You should tell the company, you'll follow Eric from Potstock Radio back.
2: (laughs) I will. Uh, I'll definitely definitely inform my CMO. There you go. (laughs) Appreciate
3: it. I have a question before we end here. I just wanted to um, check, as far as your knowledge goes, is there anyone putting money towards some kind of governing figure for the CBD so people can feel more comfortable and you know they we trust when the f d a says something's okay to use, you know, but when nothing's behind
1: this isn't there hard. aren't there third party uh government sources that you have to send your c b d through or no
2: there's third- third party laboratories there's Botanicar, there's Proverdi. there's m c r there's laboratories you get, you can get your part your oil tested or edibles or anything that's related to c b d or marijuana. And that way, you know exactly what's in there If there's any pesticides, any mold, how much CBD, how much THC. But like an actual governing job, required. I mean, um, like an actual governing, like regulation. Yeah. For my knowledge, there's there's really no. nothing. It's, yeah. uh, it's it's almost like the sports industry. I mean, there's the the yeah. share guidelines, which is you, you can't so make any required. claims.
3: You're not required to use that but does your company. I'm sorry. Does your company use the um, third-party labs?
2: Yes. Yeah. Okay. We use uh, MCR and uh, Proverdi, and then we get our our oils mixed and bottled at third-party FDA-proof facilities.
1: Awesome. There you go with education. You, man, because think about it, Nick. How would anyone know, like, okay, there's this stuff over here that doesn't go through a third party lab, and there's this stuff that does? Yeah. But no one's going to know that, and they're going to end up taking the wrong one and thinking, ah, this stuff doesn't work. So I'm with you, man. Education is key. Yeah,
2: you got and, a lot of hard work. Yeah, you about here. education yeah. and, <laughs> and, and transparency. Yep. Nick <laughs> Towerway. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm, I'm really hoping to have. An update soon on my meeting this coming week at the new manufacturing plant. I do feel that we'll be able to take it up a notch, and the products that we have in mind are definitely be game
1: changer. You got game changer. You know where to come back on and talk about it. So we're talking to Nick Topperway, <laughs> COO and President of Earth Science Tech. Symbol on the OTC is E T S T. Check him out at earthsciencetech.com. dot com. So, Nick, man, been awesome. Anything else that we didn't cover that you want to talk about? Oh, or I appreciate it. From?
2: Not that I'm aware of I mean, unless you have any other questions or anything else.
1: Mm, I got it all crossed off on my list, so I think we covered it all. <laughs> well, Nick, welcome back anytime, and uh, keep us in the loop. When you get that earth-shattering news, send me a message, and let's get you back on to be able to talk about it on air.
2: Definitely, I really hope to have that update soon. We're actually awesome. really excited about it.
1: Excited for you, and keep keep focusing on education. The one who teaches yeah, people, people who I do really that. do believe that education marketing is what's going to win in CBD. So I hope. I agree.
2: I mean, one, is one of, of the, the one of the, the <laughs> niches that Vitamin Shop had that I loved was they have an amazing educational tool. They have something called a VSI. Vitamin Shop University, sorry, of VSU, Vitaminshop Shop University, and we we are obligated to take it. So when customers come in, we actually know what we're saying. And that's something also called um, health notes. So you put a condition or a product, and you can actually find out ways to help with the condition or more information about the product. So there's, there's always an answer. It wasn't just you ask a question and you just left without knowing anything. Cool. And customers loved it. And me working in, in, in and and that company, I just feel that all companies should follow that same model. It's all about education and spreading education. Yeah. And a brand that follows that same aspect will be um, life extension, garden of life. I mean they they really help educate the employees and also the consumers. And that's the model that we're trying to follow, and we're trying to achieve achieve as time goes by.
1: Educate the employees. They can educate everyone because that's who they're going to be coming to is the employees. But right now, everyone's just online Googling CD and reading and then going, figure it out on my own. Exactly. Awesome, Nick. Thank you again for calling in tonight. Uh, both Nick. So, thank you to Nick Toberway. Thank <laughs> you to Ted Bruce Vitor. You guys were both awesome, man. Keep in touch and uh, keep us in the loop as you progress.
2: Definitely. I greatly appreciate it. All
1: right. No problem. That is Nick Toberway, COO and president of Earth Science Tech. E-T-S-T on the OTC, and then want to remind everybody of our first guest, Nick Broussator. His company is Athenor Growers, and you can find them on the OTC, R-S-S-F-F. Canadian exchange AFI and then Frankfurt one AF reminding everyone we wanted to give you some due diligence. Have you talked to some really smart people in the cannabis space, but we're not telling you to buy any stock, sell any stock. We're also not telling you to do anything that's illegal in the state you live in. We're just trying to provide you with a little due diligence so you can make better decisions. So make the first good decision and go to MagicalButter.com. buy a MB two machine, use the, promo code potstock that's one word potstock and you'll get thirty dollars off your order and also you'll get your warranty because if you go buy a magical butter machine on eBay or Amazon space what happens
3: Your warranty is void. Yes,
1: but you don't know that until you get the Magical Butter machine, and it goes, you don't have a warranty if you bought it on Amazon or eBay. So buy it right from MagicalButter.com, but use our promo code POTSTOCK so you get it for the same price on eBay with your warranty. Life is good. Also, in our mind, everyone, follow us on on Twitter at POTSTOCKRADIO, on Facebook where POTSTOCKRADIONJ is our page, POTSTOCKRADIO is our group, Follow us, like us, stay involved, and we will be back in thirty-three days with another Potstock Radio.
3: There was one story that I didn't get. Okay, to we forgot six minutes. <laughs> I saw that on the clock. Go ahead. I thought I love these go-getters here, and this was a great um, gimmick, even if you want to say, "All right," they came up with to get <laughs> business. Okay. So it's a uh, company in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, Urban Planet, okay, Okay. and they are a company that's trying to get themselves out there um, in the cannabis community for education, um, news, and a whole glossary, like, system for cannabis users. Okay. And they uh, weren't getting themselves out there, so the idea that they came up with was teaming up with a dispensary out there called Level One, and they actually sent weed into space. And now they're going to follow it, test it. Like it's already back down. So what they did was send it up in like a hot air balloon type of thing.
4: Okay. They can
3: measure and check yeah. where it comes back down. Um, and now they'll go through and check its DNA, okay. its molecular DNA okay. to see if it's changed anything. It doesn't in it. matter. They can just sell it as space lead. You didn't let me finish. Oh, uh,
1: uh, Sorry.
3: Space weed, bro. Stop. That's what it's called.
1: That's what it's called.
3: I love and it, and it is going to be on sale soon. It
1: doesn't. It <laughs> doesn't matter what it did to the DNA. As a uh, maybe former consumer, um, pot that had been in space. Yeah. It's just cooler than pot that hasn't been in space. Yup. You can't beat it. I mean, it's just a great genius. Term, anything, even if it does nothing. Just the fact that they were smart enough to go pot in space. That. That's headlines.
3: Yeah, it
1: is. Good eye by you, Space. I have a feeling we may see that article out tomorrow on Potstock Radio. Yeah,
3: it's possible. <laughs> Maybe more <laughs> towards <laughs> <it's> the Wednesday.
1: Space, <laughs> uh, thank you tonight for being my co host. One of my uh, most fun Potstock radios I've done in a while. So thank thanks you very much for being a part And thank you again to Nick Brusatore and Nick Taberway. Uh, check them out. Afforder growers and also earth tech science and we'll be back next month with another potstock radio until then have a green month and see you soon this is supposed to be our intro song that's what I'm talking about
4: potstock radio that radio, Doc radio. But that radio, radio. But radio, radio. Fat drunk and stupid is no way to go through life. Sir. And that's how she wrote